NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota racing team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like sixth grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. Nice tonight. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. It is really cool. You know, it's, like I said, it's kind of a different way. It's a different way than I've ever won one before in my life. I've never. Been running third and two guys racking one, and I've never had that happen to me before. And Here's Martin Truex Jr. standing tall in the saddle. I think anytime you like a place, it, you, you tend to understand it better and, be, and, and are able to just figure it out a little bit quicker. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live right here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew here with you after quite the raucous trip to Charlotte Motor Speedway and the Bank of America Roval 400. Ryan Blaney was at the right place at the right time over the weekend. He's on today's show to talk about that win and what that win means for the rest of the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. Over on the NASCAR Xfinity Series side of things, Chase Briscoe won at the Charlotte Roval on Saturday. He'll stop by to talk about it and the rest of his season. Also from the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Daniel Hemrick will join us to talk about his big announcement over the weekend. He's stepping up to the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. He'll be driving for Richard Childress Racing in the number 31 team in 2019. We'll talk with Daniel about this life-changing event coming in his direction beginning at January and February when we roll onto the property there in Daytona. Kim Coon's going to be here with a social media minute. We'll preview the latest MRN podcast on Jack Roush, as well as preview this weekend's Gander Outdoors 400 at Dover International Speedway and a lot more. To kick us off today, here's Kyle Ricky, host of NASCAR Today Midday. Kyle's got the latest in NASCAR news. Kyle? Mike, not only did the first ever Bank of America Roval 400 provide an exciting finish for the win, it also provided an exciting and unlikely outcome to decide the 12 drivers that will continue to battle for this year's Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series title. Three drivers tied for the 12th and final spot. Kyle Larson and Eric Almarola had the best finishes in the first three races and will move on, while Jimmy Johnson will not, thus eliminating him from the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, when you when you tie, um, you know, one point makes the difference. You know, I could look at any of the three races and um, you know, certainly look at Las Vegas and the issues we had in Vegas and, and know that we left a lot on the table there. And, you know, today we were, we were in the good, and I thought I was making a good, clean racing move to give myself a chance to win and unfortunately made a mistake and lost it. And uh, I feel terrible that it took me out, took Martin out, and then certainly took us out of the, the championship. Johnson, along with Austin Dillon, Denny Hamlin, and Eric Jones were all eliminated from title contention. The round of 12 begins this weekend in Dover. And NASCAR has announced the rule packages that will be used in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series in 2019. The different packages will be tailored to the different tracks on the schedule that will see a combination of a smaller tapered spacer to reduce horsepower to around 550, down from the current 750, and aero ducts to allow for tighter racing on the tracks longer than one mile. Both features will be run on the cars in 17 of 36 races next year, including three of the four super speedway races that have run restrictor plates since 1987. The Daytona 500 will remain the same with the current use of restrictor plates. 
NASCAR Executive Vice President Steve O'Donnell explains why the 17 races were chosen. Yeah, I think the goal ultimately was to try to get to one aero package. And when we looked at that, that wasn't only for uh, for next year, but I think as we looked at uh, long term for the sport, it was the right move, I think, for not only NASCAR, but for the owners uh, as well. So uh, we ran all the simulation and felt like we we're in a good place with the OEMs as well. So made the decision to, to go with the number of races we did. See all the details of today's announcement now at MRN.com. Mike. Thanks, Kyle. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we've got our AutoZone Driver of the Week, Chase Briscoe. Keep your engine light in check with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service that lets you troubleshoot the problem. Let's get what you need. Get in the zone, AutoZone. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. Getting your engine in top shape starts with getting your oil and filters changed regularly. So come right now to AutoZone and take advantage of our great deals on oil change specials. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Saturday's NASCAR Xfinity Series winner from Charlotte, Chase Briscoe, is coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, the NASCAR Xfinity Series was racing on the Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway, the drive for the Cure 200. And at race's end, it was Chase Briscoe driving to victory lane, and he joins us now in studio. Man, congratulations on winning that one Saturday in there in Charlotte. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, certainly a big win. It's, it's really cool, obviously, being the first winner of the Roval and, and being able to say that I'll always be the first winner there. So uh, definitely a special day, and uh, hopefully can do it again. So before we get too deep into the actual race itself, I, I'd like to get your your perception, your thoughts, your analysis on when the car came off the lift gate for practice and you go out onto this brand new racetrack, what were you thinking when you were driving around there making your first lap? Yeah, the first thing was it, it just looked super cool. You know, with how everything was painted, all the curbing, you know, they had, you know, shrubs in one of the corner, all we had the heartburn turn. It just looked cool to drive around that and look at the atmosphere of it was really neat. And then obviously uh, the fans were, were really excited for it too. So just from an event side of things and the presentation that Charlotte Motor Speedway did, uh, I was super excited to get on the track, and it was uh, definitely a little more narrow, I guess you could say, than, than a lot of people expected, but uh, I, th- I thought it raced a lot better than what people were expecting to. It wasn't near as much of a crash fest or uh, anything like that, so I thought it was a really good race overall. What was the hardest part for you? Which part of the course was the most demanding for you? Um, you know, honestly, the, the backstretch chicane was tough when they had the tire barrier where it started the weekend. Once they moved it back, uh, it really helped everything. I think it made it easier for, not necessarily easier, but just made it less havoc, I guess, for the whole entire field. But that part definitely was tough. Uh, then the final part of the racetrack, 15, 16, 17, you know, we're going 170, 75 mile an hour on the bank and uh, diving down from fourth gear, going down to third into second. It's rough and bumpy and you're bouncing all over the place, sliding all around. And, uh, it's tough to slow down and not wheel hop right there. So, uh, those two were probably the most challenging, but they were also my, my two favorite parts of the whole entire racetrack. You talk about that backstretch chicane. Folks were telling us that you guys were barely lifting going through there. Was that the case? Uh, they, other people may have. I definitely was. I was on the brakes, not super aggressively, but definitely slowing it down, getting it down to third gear. Uh, you know, we weren't necessarily making up time getting into there, but it was all about coming out and making it as fast as you could, leaving it. So uh, it depended on where where you were watching from i guess it did sound like maybe that we were running wide open through there and barely lifting but uh, you definitely had to slow down a little bit on the entry otherwise you were uh, going to definitely be in trouble chatting with chase briscoe winner of the drive for the cure 200 saturday on the roval at charlotte motor speedway started in the ninth position and obviously bringing home the checkered flag after leading 33 laps that race had a lot of twists and turns to it 
At what point did it dawn on you, like, wait a minute, I think we've got a shot to win this thing? Uh, to, to be honest with you, it was a crazy weekend. You know, starting off Thursday and uh, doing the testing, and, and Cindric and a couple of them guys were so fast. And at one point, I was, I want to say, three and a half seconds off the pace and just didn't know uh, where to even begin to find the time. And uh, going Thursday after practice, talking to my teammate Cole Custer, sitting down, going through notes, watching each other's onboard videos, trying to help. Uh, and then going home that night and, and just studying video, coming back Friday, it seemed like I'd pick up, you know, a second and a half, but the rest of the field would pick up a second and a half, and I was still three seconds off. So uh, it was frustrating, and, and just to continue to keep working on it. Uh, and then, you know, coming back Saturday and just making the final round of qualifying, I think I picked up a second and a half from Friday night to Saturday morning just by watching notes and, and, and watching video and trying to make myself better. So it was a surprise, honestly, I think, to the whole team that, uh, we made the final round of qualifying, and then, uh, you know, my, my crew chief, Richard Boswell, did an excellent job of uh, short pitting that first stage. I think we were running ninth at the time, and uh, to come in and pit, and then when we come out, we're running third after everybody else pits, and uh, Hemrick messed up getting into the turn one on a restart, and we got the lead, and to be honest with you, I couldn't believe I let a lap on a road course, and then it seemed like at the time, that second stage, Hemrick couldn't get to me, but I knew... I had about 10 lap better tires, so I felt like I was just at a tire advantage compared to him. But then at the start of the final stage, we were on the same tires, and we still kind of maintained that gap. And I was just waiting for the caution to come out. But about five to go, I knew as long as I didn't screw anything up on my end that I was probably going to win the race. And I about did screw it up coming to two to go. But uh, just crazy to think from where we started the week to where we ended at and uh, just a total team effort for sure. So you won on the dirt in a truck at Eldora. You win the first ever Roval race in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. You know, the the higher the level of difficulty sounds like you're the guy. What what has this done for your confidence? Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool, you know, to, to look back and to have my two wins this year in NASCAR be at probably the two most diverse and unique racetracks between Eldora and then the Rovals. So, uh, it, it's really cool for me just to, to be able to compete in NASCAR. I never thought in a million years I would get to do that. And to uh, come full circle and, and win in NASCAR is uh, pretty cool. And like I said, to do it at two places that are so unique and then also winning at Homestead last year, it's, uh, it's been really cool. So what is the rest of the plan for this year? What do you got coming up? between uh, now and the time we dropped the checker flag there at Homestead Miami Speedway? Yeah, so I got uh, a couple races left. I'll actually run Dover uh, this coming weekend for the Roush guys, and then uh, the following weekend uh, I'll be running the IMSA sports car stuff uh, that Ford's been putting me in on Friday, and then Saturday I'm going to go run a sprint car in Indiana, uh, and then I don't run until Kansas, I want to say, in Xfinity, and I'll be back in the 98 car. That's my last one in it, and uh, then I got one race after that, Homestead in the 60s. So got three left in NASCAR, one in sports car race, and probably four or five sprint car races left on the year. Speaking of uh, speaking of Dover, you know, it used to be the track with the with the moniker the Monster Mile used to be quite intimidating. I would say after uh, after the races you won this year and the experiences you've had, that's a cakewalk. Now that, that that must be a piece of cake going to Dover. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed Dover. Last year was the first time I got to go there, and we were really fast right right from the get go. So. Uh, normally, I like places that are high banked, and you know Dover is one of those places that that can get pretty slick, and you're sliding around quite a bit, and it takes a lot of commitment. And uh, I enjoy places like that, so I'm looking forward to going to Dover. I know the 60 guys have had a really tough string of races here lately, and uh, we're going to try to turn it around. They actually had a lot of speed there earlier in the year with Majeski in the car, and got caught up in a wreck there. So uh, we're looking really uh, forward to Dover. We've we've kind of had it circled on the calendar for a while. That's a place that they've been really good in the past. So. Uh, we're going to go up there and try to turn the luck around on the 60. Well, I'm sure that uh, you'll be quite capable of doing that. While we're asking about what's coming up, how about 2019? Have those talks uh, started? If so, what's it looking like for you next year? Yeah, as of right now, I don't, don't really have anything. I know Ford's told me countless times that I'm going to be okay and I'll be in something, but uh, they haven't told me quite yet what that is. And obviously, uh, winning last weekend will certainly, I feel like, help that situation. So, uh, just trying to keep the faith and keep doing what I can do behind the wheel and uh, just trying to, to see where I'm going to end up next year. Obviously, I uh, would love to, to run for a championship again. It's been kind of tough the past you know two years running for a championship in ARCA and then the truck series and not being able to do that this year. And uh, It's going to be nice to, to get back in a rhythm of running each and every week and running for that championship again. 
Well, we wish you the best in doing that. Uh, look forward to seeing you uh, in the Xfinity car here for the rest of the year. Um, all the best to you in the sprint car world as well and sprint um, sports car world. And you got a lot of racing coming up, but uh, we're, we certainly are grateful to watch what you gave us over the weekend and what you've given us this year. All the best to you in races coming forward and, of course, in 2019 and points beyond. Yeah, thanks, Bagman. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Chase Briscoe, winner of the Drive for the Cure 200 Saturday at Charlotte Motor Speedway on the Roval. More coming up here on NASCAR Live. Hey, NASCAR fans. Have you ever wanted a chance to meet your favorite driver or go behind the scenes at your favorite racetrack? Now's your chance by bidding on auctions that support the NASCAR Foundation and our mission to help kids live happier, healthier lives. Our auction site is VIP experiences, race used and autographed NASCAR memorabilia, and much more. Visit nascarfoundation.org slash auctions today and bid on experiences and items posted weekly. That's nascarfoundation.org slash auctions. Driver safety is the number one priority in racing. It's also the number one priority in trucking. The Detroit Assurance suite of safety systems helps to protect drivers, their trucks, and other motorists by helping to mitigate the severity of collisions. Active brake assist, adaptive cruise control, and lane departure warning, all bringing a new level of safety and protection to the road. Don't just want better business solutions, demand them. Learn more at demanddetroit.com. Richard Childress Racing has a brand new Cup Series driver in 2019, and his name is Daniel Hemrick. He will join us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, the NASCAR Xfinity Series and the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup cars raced at Charlotte Motor Speedway on the Roval. One of the drivers that competed in both races joins us now, and that driver had some fantastic news to announce for 2019. We are talking about Daniel Hemrick. Daniel, welcome back to NASCAR Live. How are you? I'm doing well. Hope you guys are. It's, uh, definitely, uh, it was a big weekend for myself, my family, and anybody to ever you know, give me a shot or support me in any way that can. And, um, you know, to be able to announce the news, I was going to be uh, full-time in the Cup Series next year for RCR. It was was a day that... Um, you know, so many people dream of, but never really have the opportunity to get to that level. So just extremely fortunate and blessed and was able to do that and make the announcement in my hometown at Charlotte. It made that much more special. So much excitement around that announcement, which we will explore later on. There was so much excitement around the racing over the weekend at Charlotte. You got to do it twice, Saturday in the NASCAR Xfinity Series race, where you finished uh, in the 10th position there. And, of course, you did it on Sunday again in the Bank of America Roval 400. Just your general takeaways about when we normally go to Charlotte, we're on the mile-and-a-half oval, but uh, this time we're on the two-plus-mile Roval. What was your takeaway about running the infield road course there? You know, my takeaway after you know having a day to sleep on it now, it was, um, it was you know, it had, it had its challenges, as everybody said it was going to, but made it a ton of fun. And I thought it made it for a lot of excitement for not only the drivers, but for the fans. Um, I thought knowing the, um, the obstacles we were against, you know, leading to the back stretch chicane with the speed that we're carrying, we saw all the all the corners there in practice all over the place, really. And uh, But just like you expect some of the, the best racers in the world to do when they drop the green flag and the Xfinity race on Saturday and the Cup race on Sunday, I thought, you know, a lot of that carnage was reduced. Everybody strapped their, their heads on the right direction. And, and uh, we, we made laps and put on a good show for everybody, I thought, in both series. And, and unfortunately for us, man, our Southland Hotel and Casino Chevrolet was so fast all weekend, as well as, you know, our Cup car there with Smoky Mountain Herbal Snuff on board. And it was fun to have two good race cars. It made my job way more fun. And it was just a matter of uh, trying to attack that place, Um I, I thought, you know, myself and Austin Dillon talked about it yesterday. There was a lot of, a lot of times to where if you tried to not run as hard, you would get in more trouble. So you had to attack nonstop. And I think that's why the, the the show we were able to put on for the fans was what it was. You talked about there were uh, calls for carnage, which we heard a lot of those. A lot of those calls came from the garage saying that we're going to tear up a lot of race cars. We did tear up some race cars now. I mean, don't get me wrong. We had some contact, but I don't think that we got as much as everyone thought we were going to get. Why Why were folks calling for a lot of wrecked race cars this past weekend? Uh, I think just with everything that, um, you know, everything that, that went down throughout testing and whatnot that, that made for so much, uh, just so much tension. Um, you know, then obviously with the changes that, that NASCAR made and SMI decided to make to the place. 
and going back as soon as practice started bam right off the bat we're tearing four five six race cars up so um you're supposed to think what you're what's put in front of you and that's what was put in front of us and the fans it was a matter of all they knew is they've seen a lot of torn up race cars and that's what everybody expected but like i like i talked about everybody transitioning to a little different mindset you know in practice you're all out and you go into the race and, and you find yourself you know, trying to trying to breathe, trying to really, really minimize mistakes. You're trying to stay tired. You're trying to do a lot of different things that you don't attack as hard as you do in practice. So it makes it to where you can kind of refocus, keep yourself calm. And I think because of that, that's why the, the race car count was uh, subsidized a little bit and we were able to, you know, make the laps with uh, very few problems. How much were you taken out of your comfort zone? I mean, we – we get so lulled into the schedule. Hey, we're going to Charlotte. We're going to Texas. We're going to Dover. We're going here. We're going there. And you know what to expect. No one knew what to expect outside of the testing that was done earlier this year. So when you hit the track for practice, even qualifying in the race, how much did that experience take you out of your comfort zone? And did it challenge you more as a driver? You know, really for me, I think that was the, the fun of it. Um, you know, with the extended series not getting the test at all. Um, going into the weekend and until Thursday, and obviously I didn't get to take part in any of the cup testing over the last you know couple months. So going into it, it was like, hey, it's, it's open window, open opportunity for everybody, and that's what I think as race car drivers you hope to be able to be on somewhat of a level playing field, and that's what that's what the Robo presented. It presented a lot of opportunity, and I think you saw a lot of guys rise up to that occasion, and we're pumped to know that we were able to do that you know, to some form or fashion, and, and know that um, everybody's out of their comfort zone, and because of that. Um, you didn't really have strict headlines that you were looking for. You were looking for the race to provide the headlines, and I think that's exactly what it did. And that's what a lot of folks did as well. You did it quite well. Again, 10th on Saturday. And of course, you were able to run in the cup race on Sunday there as well. We're chatting with Daniel Hemrick as he gets ready to make the way uh, up to uh, Dover, Delaware, for this weekend's Bar Harbor 200 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. But before that, we talked in passing about the news that came out last week that you were going to jump in the number 31 car for Richard Childress Racing in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series in 2019. When did you first find out that you were eligible for consideration? And what was your reaction when you got the phone call saying you got the job? <laughs> Uh, you know, as far as, you know, the consideration of knowing it was even an option, you know, that goes back a couple months. You know, a lot of stuff was up in the air. There's rumblings whether or not Newman was coming back or not coming back, and obviously we know how that kind of shook out. And really once he made his announcement, you know, the pace of making that happen, getting the 31 really, really picked up at a rapid pace. Um, I was fortunate to have a couple of opportunities in front of me and, and was really, really hoping that I was going to end up in the situation that ended up turning into what it is here at RCR, but didn't know exactly how that was going to turn out and just tried to have faith that it'd work out the way it was supposed to. And um, I'd be lying to you, though, if I told you it was sold for, for weeks on end, if it was signed for weeks on end. Um, but I, the, the day of our announcement there, I, I signed the paper in the in the, uh, in the the RCR motor coach there at 9.30 in the morning. There was the race right in the morning we announced it. So um, didn't didn't have a lot of time to really, really think on it. Um, it was just a matter of, of just trying to take it all in and, and just be thankful, like I said, you know, earlier that to have people take take shots, give you chances, not only at this level, but at every level I've ever been at, and believe in you to not only do the job on the racetrack, but do the job off the racetrack. There's so much, you know, corporate corporate money and, and, and you know, partnerships involved in doing a deal like this. That it's not just a team owner saying, Hey, you're our guy. It's a lot of partnerships they gotta go through to through the approval processes and, and that's what weighs on everybody and um, thankfully, all the partners we have at RCR were able to jump behind the idea of me being full-time, you know, and supporting their brands and with their brands supporting me. Um, that, that's what the coolest part of all this is, is having everybody come together to uh, say, hey, let's just give this kid a shot. And um, uh, I'm, you know, forever and indebted to each and every one of those guys and look forward to doing them justice as we kick off 2019. I can't imagine how exciting the moment was as you're sitting there in that motorhome getting ready to sign that contract you know, as a short track racer from Kannapolis, here you're sitting in the middle of Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord getting ready to sign a contract <laughs> to become a Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series driver. When you were putting pen to paper, what were some of the thoughts that were going through your mind about where you've been, what you've been able to accomplish, and what's ahead of you? You know, honestly, I figured I'd put the pen to the paper and the pen would run out of ink or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's been so so much time and effort and you know everything built into one moment and that moment is sitting right there in front of you and all you gotta do is sign your name to it that's a it, that's an incredibly humbling feeling but i thought my gosh don't fail me now Ken. So <laughs> it was a uh, it was really cool to think about and just try to get it done as quick as possible before anybody changed their mind and that's what i told everybody before it's just been just a such a humbling experience man to go through the process to understand the ins and outs of, of what you got to do to be successful in this business and have it sitting right there. Um, I just try to take a deep breath and enjoy it. Well, uh, you did, and no doubt you will. But there's something else for you to enjoy before we get to 2019 and we kick off the season with you in the 31 car, and that's winning a championship in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. You head into this weekend's race at Dover, uh, elimination race number one. You are well to the good, my friend. You have... You've got a ton of room to work with. You're going in there right behind Christopher Bell, who's already locked in, and you're going into a racetrack this weekend. That can be pretty intimidating. What's it like going to Dover, knowing that you're safe as far as championship contention is concerned, but you can't get too comfy because if something reaches out and bites you, then the whole thing's turned upside down. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think it's, it's, it's honoring and respecting that part of, a, of the monster mile. Uh, nobody feels comfortable no matter what situation they're in when they go there. So you got to – just uh, I think try not to try not to look too much on on that side of it. You just got to attack that place. Um, I, I've had my you know some of the, the best races in my NASCAR career at Dover, um, and we came up short a couple times that ran solid. And I think just from attacking the place, and look forward to doing the same thing with our South Point Ho Chunks and our Chevrolet as we go there. And and um, you know Dover's a place that myself and Danny Stockman have really been on the same page. As far as uh, what I want and what I need out of the race car to, to really be good once the place takes rubber and, and give ourselves a shot in the race. So um, I couldn't think of a better place to end the first round. Um, thought we had a shot to win there in the spring. So um, just like I said, we went to Richmond. This is probably my uh, second uh, second most favorite track I've been looking forward to getting to throughout the playoffs and um, looking forward to doing it with a, a fast race car and hopefully having a shot when it's all said and done. Dover's quite the thrill ride, very fast racetrack, and you slam down into the corners and you get launched up onto the straightaways. What's that sensation feel like? Oh, it's a sensation like you can't even explain to anybody. Um, I recently found out they actually do ride-alongs there. People can go and fans can go experience uh, what it's like in the closest form that you can. But the, from the driver's seat, you know, driving in turn one and having the racetrack fall out from underneath you, the suspension of the race car and the lateral and vertical G's you feel in your body is unlike anywhere else you go. And you take that and you kind of multiply that in the race with once the rubber builds. So all those sensations change, and it changes at a really, really rapid rate uh, from, from practice to race runs. When the caution flags come out, you pick the rubber back up, and those sensations change again. So it's keeping your body and yourself acclimated and being able to acclimate as fast as possible to those changes, I think, part of the success that we've been uh, been fortunate to have there. and Hopefully we have just a little bit more as we go this weekend. Well, you will hear us describe all of this uh, beginning at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, the Bar Harbor 200 on Motor Racing Network. Daniel and the rest of the NASCAR Xfinity Series going to try to take it to the Monster Mile. We appreciate you joining us here on the show this week. Congratulations on uh, a successful weekend over the weekend at the Roval, your promotion to the Cup Series, and go get them this weekend in Delaware. That's the plan, guys. Thanks again uh, for having me on and let me talk about how fortunate I am just to be driving race cars and know that I'll be doing it for a while. So thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Daniel. We appreciate you stopping by. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Kim Coon's going to stop by for a social media minute, and later Ryan Blaney will stop by as well. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. Getting your engine in top shape starts with getting your oil and filters changed regularly. So come right now to AutoZone and take advantage of our great deals on oil change specials. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I'm not blooming good, I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo, I want that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So cold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback steak tonight. Outback steak house. That's what it's all about. Outback. 
Here's our broadcast schedule from the Monster Mile this weekend. Our coverage from Delaware begins Friday morning with Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practice at 11. You can hear that at MRN.com. We'll have Bush Pole qualifying later in the day for the Gander Outdoors 400. Cup cars on the track and MRN on the air, 3.30 p.m. in the east. Saturday, we'll have two practice sessions for you from the Cup Series side of the garage, 11 a.m. Eastern and 1.30 p.m. Eastern. Those practices available at MRN.com. Later on Saturday, we'll cover the NASCAR Xfinity Series, Bar Harbor 200, Motor Racing Network Airtime, 2.30 Eastern. And then on Sunday, we're back with the Cup Cars and the Gander Outdoors 400, Motor Racing Network Airtime from the Monster Mile, 1 p.m. Eastern. Kim Kuhn joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Kim Kuhn is with us now with all the latest in social media news. Kim, what are you seeing this week? Yeah, Mike, everyone is talking about the road course at Charlotte Motor Speedway. The Bank of America Roval 400 getting some pretty great reviews from fans. And it had a spectacular finish that saw Ryan Blaney taking home the victory. And I love that Ryan has created a tradition of giving the winning checkered flag to a young fan in the stands. You can see that moment on NASCAR's Twitter. But I need to point something out. The fan he picked is in head-to-toe Kyle Busch gear. It kind of seems like Ryan might be poaching other drivers' fans because that young fan ended up at the shop this week he got to meet ryan you can see that photo at team underscore penske and the fan now is donating ryan blaney gear so it seems like ryan may have made a new fan and team penske just commenting we're glad he could stop by and say hey to blaney again so what a spectacular race at charlotte motor speedway but we head to dover the monster mile this weekend to kick off the round of 12 in the NASCAR playoffs. You can follow everything at MRN Radio. And, of course, whenever you tweet us, make sure you're using that hashtag, AskMRN. Thank you, Kimmy. If you haven't checked out MRN.com, do so the next time you're online. We've got original programs that you can listen to on demand, including our latest podcast called MRN Presents the Many Hats of Jack Roush. This week's show is about the 90s and how the team came so close to winning multiple championships. Here's Mark Martin at the bottom of the speedway. The fans are on their feet cheering the young driver on as he comes down to take the checkered flag and win the Pontiac Excitement 400, finishing second, Dale Earnhardt. Richard Childress called Bill France Jr. called and says, uh, says Mark Martin won, uh, won the race today, but he said he did it with an illegal spacer. It says the rule book says you can only, uh, only run a two-inch spacer, and you can't run more than that. And he said he had a two-and-a-half-inch spacer on the car. The person who teched the car and teched the intake manifold and teched the carburetor approved it. Bill France uh, Jr. decided that uh, he was going to enforce the, the rule book rule and and not uh, and not consider the the text bulletin that that everybody had been racing on. So the deal was done. He was, I think, 46 points that it, they took. They took the money and the points. And I think we we lost uh, to Dale Senior that year uh, for the championship for 1990. It was over. We've caught up with Mark Martin, who finished in sixth this afternoon. A lot of reporters hovered around the Folgers coffee driver. Mark, it didn't turn out quite as you'd like it today, but you had an excellent season. Well, we gave it. We gave it our best. We gave it our all. We worked tirelessly. We tested everywhere we test i don't know how many times we tested i've heard some crazy insane thing like 23 times or something man we dug hard we were going against the best arguably the best ever in nascar at his best and we gave him a run for the money what can you say that's all from this week's episode of MRN Presents, The Many Hats of Jack Roush. You can download this show as well as the first two episodes for free at MRN.com and on iTunes. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Sunday's Charlotte Roval winner Ryan Blaney will join us. And later we'll preview this weekend's Gander Outdoors 400 at the Monster Mile. 
At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. Getting your engine in top shape starts with getting your oil and filters changed regularly. So come right now to AutoZone and take advantage of our great deals on oil change specials. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Front style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Team Penske driver Ryan Blaney joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series ran its first Bank of America Roval 400 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And at the end, it was Martin Truex Jr. and Jimmy Johnson going for the win. They made contact. Around they went. They crashed. And slithering through the mayhem, it was Ryan Blaney who took the checkered flag, and he joins us now here on NASCAR Live. Congratulations, Ryan. Welcome back to the show, and wow, what a win for you guys on Sunday. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, that was a wild race. You know, a pretty pretty tough weekend for everybody. Um, but that new configuration of track, the Roval, that was uh, not a lot of people really knew what to expect. And, um, you know, it, uh, we had a pretty strong car all day. You know, where, where we were in the points, um, we had to have a really good day. We were only four to the good. So our, our strategy calls, I thought, throughout the day were great, uh, letting us win a stage. Uh, and that really put us in this position towards the end of the race uh, to restart up towards the front. And we got the third there uh, on the restart. And um, then that deal happened in the last corner. We were able to uh, capitalize on that. So a little surprising. I wasn't expecting that at all. And um, I've never won one that way before uh, where two leaders wreck each other. But, um, you know, we'll take it. And um, but now it's just cool that we could capitalize on something like that happening. Curious, what was the in-car radio sounding like as you're, you know, going through off two and onto the back stretch and through the through the inner loop, the chicane there? And did someone key up and tell you that the leaders were wrecking? Did you need them to key up and tell you that? Um, um, you know, so when I went through the when I was exiting the back stretch chicane, um, I saw the 78 and 48 really close to each other. And one little thought went through my mind. I'm like, yeah, something might happen here. But um, honestly, I was fine with – I was happy with where we were going to finish. We were going to be in to the next round on points, and we did our job for the day, and um, we'll take it and uh, move on. And then once I got off of the oval track turn four and I got breaking into the last chicane, uh, I saw the 48 sideways, and then I guess he clipped, tr- clipped Truex. And um, when I saw both of them spinning – uh, that's when the radio really lit up, and uh, you know Josh Williams, my spotter, yelling at me to get through here, and I almost wrecked trying to go too fast to make sure I beat those guys. I didn't know if they were going to get straightened out and keep going, but I was wheel hopping in the last corner and trying to get through there as quick as I could. But um, yeah, you know when something like that happens, it's just unexpected, and uh, you're almost like you're watching that when something like that happens and kind of miss your corners, but. Um, like I said, it, it, uh, we had a little bit of luck on our side and, um, but you know, at the same time we put ourselves in that spot, um, all day and, and, um, we're able to come away with it. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely, um, a lot of emotion on the radio of just uh, a little bit of surprise and, uh, kind of hard to process what just happened, but, um, it all seemed to go for us. I was sure I'll be in that spot sometime where I'll be leading a running second and, get wrecked or wreck the leader and, and third place a win. It all kind of comes full circle. But uh, Sunday was our day, I guess, to uh, have lady luck on our side. So. Going into the race, we heard a lot of you guys talk about how you anticipated it to play out one way. A lot of contact, a lot of chaos. And we got a little bit on Sunday, but we didn't get as much as everyone thought we would. Why do you think that is? And why was the expectation set on a lot of contact? Yeah, yeah, you know, that's, that's really everyone. what everyone was talking about leading up to it was, oh, it's going to be a wreck fest, then we're going to spend more time under caution than, than green flag runs. And, and the first two stages were really calm, you know, super, super calm. And um, 
I, we saw that in the Xfinity race the day before. Uh, it was a really clean race. There wasn't a lot of accidents. Um, and I think that's just because everyone respected each other and uh, racing each other really hard, but but not just running all over each other. So that was uh, that was pretty cool to be a part of um, with a lot of respect being shown out there, but at the same time, a lot of hard racing. But, um, yeah, it, it, you know, you never know how these things are going to play out. And honestly, when you go to a new place like that and new experience, you expect the worst just because, you know, that's just kind of your mindset. You're like, I, I want to expect the worst, and if it's better than what I expected, then it's going to be a good day. And um, I just think people were afraid of that because it's a big unknown, you know, and all the, the troubles people were having in practice and things like that. And honestly, I think it calmed down a lot in the race because we're all in a group. You know, in, in practice, you saw a lot of cars wrecking just because you're trying to make lap time. And you're trying to get every ounce out of your car. And, and in the race, when you're kind of racing other people and, and you're judging – um, kind of where their braking zones are and stuff like that. I think it it kind of calms everything down. So um, yeah, that was a little bit unexpected. Uh, you know, we had we had a couple. You know, that big wreck into one there towards the end of the race. Uh, but that was really the only big wreck. You know, with the last lap deal, a couple cars spun. But yeah, it, it was uh it was calm, which was uh which, which was nice. But at the same time, there was a lot of hard racing going on around the track. More coming up with Ryan Blaney. MRN.com has you covered. Check out our original digital program, Motorsports Monday, with Joey Meyer and Woody Kane. Wing Nation with Steve Post and Aaron Everham. NASCAR Coast to Coast with Kyle Rickey and Hannah Newhouse. Crew Call with Sammy Joe and Rocco. NHRA Talk on the straight line. Classic NASCAR races on Throwback Thursday. The Inside Line has all your fantasy racing picks. Rip the Fence with Tyler Burnett and Dylan Well. MRN.com original digital programs. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting RacingElectronics.com. We've got more with Ryan Blaney. Coming up, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live, chatting with Sunday's winner at Charlotte Motor Speedway, Ryan Blaney. We've spoken of winning the race and running the race, but what about the benefits of that race, Ryan? What about the team? Where does this team stand right now? What did this win do for the guys as you head into Dover this weekend? Well, I think it was huge. You know, we uh, we were looking at this first round leading into the playoffs, and, and honestly, we were this was a round we were most worried about because there was a couple tracks in here where we weren't sure how we were going to run. You know, Vegas, uh, honestly, I thought we were going to run a little bit better there. Um, but Richmond, that's been a track where we've struggled. And I thought we made a big gain there in practice and qualifying. And in the race, we, we struggled really bad and had a terrible day. And uh, that's what kind of got us nervous about where we were sitting in the points. And then you go to the Roval that you just don't know what to expect. Anything can happen. You don't know if you're going to be good, bad, getting a wreck. You don't know. Uh, so everyone was a little bit nervous um, going into the Roval. But, you know, even before we won the race, we did our job and, and ran how we needed to to get into the next round on points. But, Whenever you can win, especially in the playoffs, it's just a huge confidence booster, uh, not only to me, but to the team as well. And um, to do it in that fashion, I think, was was uh, was neat. And um, I know they're really, really excited uh, to get going. And, and round two, I feel like, has some really good tracks for us. And so hopefully we can capitalize on that stuff. But, um, yeah, it's just a huge confidence booster for everybody. And um, confidence is a big thing in this sport. And um, we we definitely have it right now. Hopefully we can keep it for a while. The next round contains Dover, Talladega, and another elimination race at Kansas. Let's talk about Dover this weekend, the Gander Outdoors 400. What kind of challenges does a track called the Monster Mile throw your way? A lot. It uh, throws a lot of challenges at you. you know, that's uh, one of the few concrete tracks we go to and super fast place. And, you know, people talk about it all the time. Of It's a lot different how it lays rubber down, you know, a concrete racetrack. So, You'll see at the beginning of the weekend, the track is really light. It's it's almost white. And then as we get running on it between us and the Xfinity cars, um, and I think the K&N cars are there too, it starts to get mm-hmm. really black. And that's just all the rubber that's just put down by our tires. And 
when that rubber gets put down again, it gets clumped up, and uh, it's, it gets really rough and, and slippery. So um, your car changes so much throughout a 50-lap run uh, just from all that rubber laying down on the racetrack. Uh, it makes it pretty tough to kind of keep adjusting on it. So there's uh, huge challenges in there, um, but it's, it's always an exciting race. It's a, one of the, I think one of the more physically tough races we go. You know, 400 laps around that place, that's a long time. The way the elevation changes are, the G-force, that's a, it's a physical race. So uh, there's multiple challenges to it, but um, it's a, it's a great, cool, really cool racetrack to go to. I like going to that area, and uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. Hopefully we can get this round two started off uh, on the right foot. How aggressive can you be at Dover and get away with it? Uh, um, it's kind of a you know, toss-up. You can be really aggressive um and kind of burn your tires off or you can kind of be a little bit smarter and uh and try to save your stuff and and all that so uh you know you kind of have to play that um in the race kind of how you want to approach it uh because we so known to have some pretty long green flag runs and that's when the track really goes through a, a huge swing there so um you can be really aggressive just because banking will hold you but you don't know how long your car and tires are going to last if you really start using it up like that because the concrete surface that does something weird to the tire and uh it can really heat it up quick so you have to be uh careful at the same time but you got to kind of know when to go and and when to not and and, uh, pick and choose your spots here it's going to be a handful and you'll hear it all right here on motor racing network the gander outdoors 400 mrn airtime 1 p.m eastern on sunday appreciate you joining us today congratulations on winning at the roval team's got some momentum we'll look forward to seeing what you got for us here in dover this weekend all right thanks guys appreciate you having me that's ryan blaney winner of the bank of america roval 400 coming up next we'll look back on the events of this week in nascar history and we'll preview this weekend's gander outdoor 400 at dover with martin truex jr joey logano and others it's our AutoZone commercial free zone Brought to you by AutoZone. Keep your engine light in check with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. that let you troubleshoot the problem. Let's get what you need. Get in the zone. AutoZone. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best. Like with the AutoZone Rewards Program, you'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend $20 or more five times. It's just one more way to get more done. Getting your engine in top shape starts with getting your oil and filters changed regularly. So come right now to AutoZone and take advantage of our great deals on oil change specials. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. See terms at AutoZone.com slash rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Next topic. Is it really all about power? Makes me think of Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Gives you the power to find options based on your budget. Let's go to Chuck for an irrelevant analogy. Man, back in the day, people didn't ask how many oranges are in the crate. They just took the oranges. They didn't say, are there 6, 7, 12, 15, whatever. It was just oranges. You get me? We get you, Chuck. In a word oranges give it to us straight with the progressive name your price tool progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law this is nascar live now back to mike bagley thank you for joining us on this week's nascar live in a moment we're going to preview this weekend's race at the monster mile but first let's turn back the clock for this week in nascar history this week we start in 1983 bonnie tyler is number one with total eclipse of the heart In the National Football League, the Green Bay Packers broke a record when they scored 49 points in the first half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And NASCAR was racing at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Darrell Waltrip took the checkered flag that day in the Holly Farms 400. White flag for Darrell Waltrip as he takes the Pepsi Challenger out down into turn number one. Earnhardt just trying to hang on to that second spot. He knows there's absolutely no way to catch him, but Bobby Allison taps him going off the number two corner. The old chrome horn. Allison is still in behind Earnhardt. It's single file. They've got race traffic. Bobby looks to the high side and turn number three. It's the battle for second place. Here comes Allison on the outside. Waltrip will take the checkered flag as Bobby gets way up in the high groove. Can't get the job done as Earnhardt gets the second spot. Moving up to 1994, Joe Diffie has the number one country song with Third Rock from the Sun. In concert news, the Eagles had to postpone the Hell Freezes Over tour because of a medical issue with founding member Glenn Fry. Meanwhile, the Rolling Stones became the highest grossing tour of all time. And again, NASCAR was at North Wilkesboro. Jeff Bodine lapped the entire field to win the Tyson Holly Farms 400. To Earth, Third Rock from the Sun. 
White flag to the leader, Jeff Bodine. He's in turn one. Let's follow him around the racetrack. Jeff Bodine again comes up off the bottom groove in turns one and two. Streaks down the back straight away for the very last time. We'll close up a couple of lap cars. Jeff Burton and Jimmy Hensley directly ahead. Here's Bodine for the final time off turn four. Coming to lap 400 and his third win of the 1994 season. Dominating fashion today for Jeff Bodine. Look at this photograph. And we end this week in 2005. Nickelback has the number one rock song with Photograph. In the NFL, the first regular season game was held outside the United States when the Arizona Cardinals played the San Francisco 49ers in Mexico City. And it was a case of fast and furious at Talladega. NASCAR was on the 2.66 mile super speedway. Dale Jarrett took the lead on the final lap to win the UAW Ford 500. Tony Stewart down low, Dale Jarrett up top, they're three wide. Kyle Edwards is involved, Matt Kenseth is right there. Three wide racing off turn number four, Dale Jarrett at the front of the field, but here comes Tony Stewart. Dale Jarrett leads the way, coming off turn four. Caution flag is waving along with a checkered flag. Dale Jarrett is gonna win the UAW Ford 500, the first time he's led all afternoon, and it came at the most important moment. Happy birthdays this week go out to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. And those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. Before we wrap up this week's show, Susie Armstrong is here to give us a preview of this weekend's racing at Dover. Susie? Thank you, Mike. The Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams launched the playoffs round of 12 this week as they trekked to the first state of Delaware for the Gander Outdoors 400 at Dover International Speedway. With two poles and two wins on the Monster Mile, Martin Truex Jr. always looks forward to grinding around the grueling concrete. I think anytime you like a place, it, you, you tend to understand it better and, be, and, and are able to just figure it out a little bit quicker. So I guess coming up through the ranks, figuring out the feel that I needed at this racetrack and what it took to be successful is, is something that I've carried through all the teams I've raced for and, and all the series I've raced in here. 2011 Dover winner Kurt Busch heads to the high banks hoping to scare up speed on the elusive surface. Uh, on the Dover mindset, the track really rubbers in now with uh, the Goodyear tire that we're running, and so it changes it the last half of the race. But you can't get any good practice time on that because it's not rubbered in yet. And so you, just, you have to throw a setup at the car that's not good for the first part of the race and usually guys that win there are the ones that can keep their car right on the bottom and hug that bottom of exit in turn two and turn four to create that straightaway speed. Joey Logano seeks to better his three top five performances at Dover and pick up a critical playoff victory. It's a lot of fun for us, us race car drivers, so uh, I look forward to Dover all the time, and um, hopefully uh, we're able to uh, find some speed in our car. This has been um, probably a, a weaker racetrack for Team Penske as of late. You know, we've, we've run well here, but um, the last two, three years has been a, kind of a, a little bit of a struggle for us. Just above the playoffs round of 12 cut line, Eric Almarola likes his chances to nab his third Dover top five. Looking forward to it. I kind of feel like We've got, uh, got, got an opportunity to reset and, and start over and go to Dover and, and go race. The green flies over the Gander Outdoors 400 at Dover International Speedway this Sunday afternoon, just after 2 p.m. Eastern. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 1. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Susie. This has been the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone presented to you by AutoZone. Keep your engine light in check with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service that lets you troubleshoot the problem. Let's get what you need. Get in the zone. AutoZone. That's going to put a bow on this week's show, my friends. Our thanks to Ryan Blaney for stopping by. Also, our thanks to Chase Briscoe and Daniel Hemrick for spending time with us. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for spending time with us right here. We'll do it all again next week right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. 
Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.